All right, Rabotai. It's Erev Shabbat. Hakam Baruch used to say the time is short. And that's uh, that's the case always on Erev Shabbat. And uh, we just came to say uh, one idea, short idea, on the uh, parashiyot that we're reading. It's a double header. We have a Haremot Kedoshim. And uh, I just noticed it caught my eye that there is uh, one, maybe more, but one caught my eye, a uh, deen in the Torah, uh, it's a mitzvah lo ta'aseh, a negative commandment that actually is written in both parashiyot. So it must be important. If you look in parashat aharemot, uh, and you go to Perek uh, Yudchet. So you're going to see in Yudchet Pasuchaf Aleph. Umizaracha lotiten lehaavir la molech. That you're not allowed to uh, send your children or place your children into something that's called molech. Don't bring your children there. And do not defame the name of God. So what is this uh, molech over here? So that she comes along and tells us, La molech, avodah zarahi. It's a form of avodah zarah. Shishma molech. And that's its name. Although that's a strange name for an avodah zarah. What do you call it molech for? So he says... The way you serve this Avodah Zarah, it seems every Avodah Zarah has a way you serve it. That you give over your son to the priest, and you're thinking that the priest will take the kid and put him in the covenant, and you know, raise him in the uh, monastery. No. You give the, uh, the kid, the boy, to the priest. And they then make two big fires. And then they they make the child go past the fires. Barefoot. And it's obvious according to all of the opinions that when you do that, the kid dies. According to the Ibn Ezra, the Ibn Ezra says it's a little different. They actually just make a fire and they throw the kid in the fire. According to the way that she's understanding it, they make a fire and they let that the child has to walk through it. Benkach u benkach, no matter how you learn the service, the result is the same. The kid dies. So that she explains the pasuk. Umizaracha lotiten. Maze lotiten. Don't give the kid to the priest. And he is going to draw him and ma'avir him and pass him in the in the fire. So that's the two stages. That's in Parashat Aharimot. Such a uh, such a cruel thing. You can't imagine anybody would even do such a thing. You know, who's going to take his son 
I don't care how religious you are, and you're going to give your son, which is, uh, you know, his, uh, his pride and joy, his greatest asset is his son, and you're going to give it to the priest, and the priest is going to throw it into the fire. But the Torah felt that it's so important, this uh, practice, that we should keep away from it, that one parasha later, in parashat Kedoshim, perechaf, I read, Pasuk Aleph, by the Ber Adonai Moshe Lemor, Vel Bnei Yisrael Tomar, Ish Ish Me Bnei Yisrael, O Menager Agar Be Yisrael, Asher Yiten Mizar'o Lamolech, Here the Torah says, what's his punishment going to be? If he does this and he serves this Avodah Zarah, so the Torah says, Mot Yumat, put him to death. Not the kid, the kid already the kid already died. The kid got serifa. The father burnt the kid. You don't got to kill the kid again. He's ashes. Already they, they get a, uh, a uh, you know, a casket, uh, or, or a bowl, they put his ashes in it, and they put it on top of the piano. The, the kid already is, uh, he's pulverized. But it says that you have to put the father to death. Mot yumat, amha'aris yirgemuhu ba'avid. The people, the Amaris, the people, Yirgimuhu Ba'avin will stone him to death. So he gets the most serious of all punishments, which is Sikila. And then the Pasuk says, Ba'ani etenit panai ba'ishahu. And God says, Oh, and that uh, that guy that did such a thing, Vikrati Oto Mekerev Amo is going to get karet. What did he do? He gave his kid to the Molech. And he did it in order to desecrate. Well, I'm assuming the word Mikdashi. Mikdashi means my temple. Mikdash. To desecrate my temple. And to desecrate my name. Rabotai. When I'm reading this parasha, I have a few a few questions over here. One of the questions that I had was the last question that I just read. How does bringing your son to the molech desecrate the temple? I mean, the Beit Hamikdash is the Beit Hamikdash. I mean, I understand if you would tell me a guy comes into the Beit HaMikdash and uh, starts uh, spitting on the Mizbeah. Okay, wow, the guy's uh, desecrating the temple. You got to put him to death. This guy didn't even walk into the temple. This guy's in some uh, church somewhere giving his kid to a uh, Kumar, throwing his kid into the fire. Bad, very bad. Sekila, I'm all for it. But what does it mean? Lema'an tamme'it mikdashi. So I want to tell you a very, very interesting Hiddush that I found from the Srora Mor. Of course, the Srora Mor we know is Rabbi Abraham Sabah. He was one of the great rabbis of Gerush Sfarad. And he wrote a tremendous, tremendous Perush on Humash. I recommend it to all our listeners to get themselves a set of the Srora Mor and read it. Um really one of the, the great Sephardi commentators of the Torah, the early, early commentators, 500 years ago, from Gerus Farad. 
Rav Hida talks about Rabbi Abraham Sabah in his Sefer uh, Shema Gedolim. Look over there what he says about him. We told the story about it once, about the boat, when he was on the boat. And his granddaughter, Rabbi Abraham Sabah's granddaughter, actually married Maran Rabbi Yosef Karo, the Shohan Aruch. So anyway, he says over here something very interesting. He writes... This was a type of you destroy your own children, your own seed. It's a terrible cruelty. After all, the Torah only preaches mercy and kindness. And then this guy over here. It's one thing to, to kill, but to kill your own son, to do it in the name of God, no, in the name of some uh, religion. That's why it says, uh, You want to you wanna, uh, uh, cut off your children? Good, so you're going to be cut off. That's what you wanted anyway. <clears throat> now listen to the line over here. This is a very big Hadush of Sodomor. Obviously, he wants to show credibility to this Abodazara. You know, he wants to show, you know, this is a real Abodazara. Look at the way I'm serving. I give my kid up to, 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 to my God and all that. Vechoshev. Oh, part of this guy's kabana is, is he says, look what they do in the temple in Jerusalem. This guy's Jewish, by the way. So look what they do in the temple in Jerusalem, these Orthodox Jews. They bring animals. What's an animal? Is that really misirut nefesh, to bring an animal to your God? If you really had misirut nefesh, Give God something that means something to you. And therefore, the underpinnings of the Hashkafa of this Molech is, not only they bring their children, but at the same time, they're trying to say, and this is the way to serve, not like the way they do in the Beit HaMikdash. So he's coming to give a, you know, a, 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 a zing. It's more than a zing. He's coming along and he's disparaging the Avodah of the Kohanim. Now, if you're disparaging the Abu the Kohanim, you're disparaging God's service. So he writes, Vezeh, that's what it means in the Pasuk, Lema'an et Mikdashi. Indeed, he is trying to make the Beta Mikdash Tameh. And therefore, Midah Keneged Midah, you're trying to make the Beta Mikdash Tameh and make fun of it and make a, make a joke of it. So therefore he says, So that's the, uh, that to me I thought was a uh, very, very big hadush. That the, the, the sin of the Oved Avodah Zara of the Molech is actually twofold. Number one, it's what he does to his kid. That's the Akzariyut Shebo. But the Torah goes out of its way to say 
that we're also punishing him for the kavanah that he had. His intention is to damper the feelings that we have for Abet HaMikdash. He comes along as if he says, you people, you bring a sheep to, to, to your God, sprinkle its blood, uh, I bring my son. If you people really wanted to serve, you should do it the right way. So he's actually being mezalzel. The, the one that brings a son to the molech commits a double avera. He commits a double sin. However, I must point out to you that that's not the way that she explains it. Again, if we came here to understand the, uh, the perasha, if you go back and look at what Nashi says in Parashat Kedoshim, if you have it in front of you, he says, Lema'an tame'et mikdashi. So the way the Sroor Amor learned it was, literally, the mikdash. By the way, let me see the Targum for a second. Let me see the Targum. Yeah, Targum also, Yonatan ben Oziel I'm looking at. Miglal yat mikdashi. Sounds like he's learning it Pashut. Uh, also the Targum Yonatan. And the Targum Unkelus. Bedil yat mikdashi. And that would be like the Surah Amor. However, if you look at Rashi Kadosh, Rashi says something over here, which obviously Rashi's coming to explain the Pshat of the Pasuk, and now he's not coming to explain any Kabbalah over here. The Ma'an Tamet Mekdashi et Keneset Yisrael. Oh. Shehi Mekudeshetli. Abotai. I know our members have a lot of self-control that they don't fall out of their seats every time they hear something uh, that's a hidush. But when I'm reading this Rashi over here, Mikdashi is not the Mikdash. Mikdashi is the Jewish people. Knesset Yisrael is called Mikdashi. Shehi Mikudeshet. Because it is... It's the nation that is sanctified to God, or chosen, or designated, however you want to learn it. And now I'm asking the million dollar question. How in the world, when a person brings his son to the Molech, how does that bring Tum'ah on Klan Yisrael? I understand if you learn it, Leman Tamet Mikdashi, and his intention was to disparage the temple in Jerusalem to say his service is better. I understand it. But here the Pasuk of Kotra, she's saying, no, you know why this guy's guilty? Number one, he's an achzad. The guy's a cruel guy. The guy's a shamir burns his son to death. What kind of guy is this? And also, you should know why we're stoning him. mikdashi, Because indeed, he is bringing Tum'ah to Knesset Israel, And the question is, why? So I'm looking at the Siftah Akamim, Rabotai. Siftah Akamim on this Rashi. He says, 
אבל לא מקדש ממש. Don't learn the פסוק that means the מקדש ממש, כי מה עניין טומאת מקדש אצל החוטא? What is the טומאה of the מקדש got to do with the sinner? Although we answered that according to the סרור אמור. כתב רבי אליהו מזרחי, אבל יש לטמוע איך יטמעו כנסת ישראל באיש אחד אשר יחטא. What does that got to do with כנסת ישראל? Why does... If one guy has a, 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 an ill practice and a, and a cruel practice and he gives his kid over to the molech, why should that uh, affect the orthodox community? Why should that affect the religious Jews? Why should that affect the uh, Knesset Israel? But the pasuk is saying, What do you want from us? We're the good guys. Says the Biliyahu Mizrahi. When the Eli... כיוון שעובד עבודה זרה, אם כן נסתלקה השכינה מן הארץ. עבודה זרה does something to the world. And if you're living in the world, you're going to be impacted. And what does it do? It causes the שכינה to leave. Now we... We've been talking about the Shekhinah a lot in Ma'amara Ge'ulah Shi'ur. We know that the Shekhinah is the presence of God on earth. And all the Hashpa'ah, all the influence that the Jewish people get is directly from the Shekhinah. God sends a presence down to the earth. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends down his Shefa to the Shekhinah. And the Shekhinah delivers that to Klai Yisrael. The Shekhinah is on the Aris. The Shekhinah is on the earth. And as long as the Shekhinah is there, Klai Yisrael is the beneficiary. But Has V'Shalom, if Klai Yisrael, even some of them, make certain sins that are grave, Has V'Shalom, that causes the Shekhinah to leave, and then everybody's in trouble. And that's what the Seftar Hamim says, Im ken nistalika Shekhinah min ha'ares, u behistalkut Shekhinah, what do you think? There's a vacuum. Once there's no Shekhinah, something's going to fill its place. All of a sudden, all the Nahashim and the Akrabim and all the, all the Tum'ah is going to set in. Yitme'u kol Yisrael kemo she'erichu bazeh besefer ha-zohar. Wow. So <laughs> Rashi over here was coming to explain Pishutoshel Mikra, but actually he's building his Perush on Perush Azar. That the Tum'av Klai sale happens over here because of the Shekhinah that's leaving. Now, by the way, I would like to make uh, the following point. I made the observation. When they stoned the guy to death, who stones him to death? So the Pasuk says, מות יומת, עם הארץ ירגמו באבן. עם הארץ sounds like the whole nation. That's not the law. I don't think anywhere it says by סקילה, עם הארץ ירגמו אותו. The rule is, רבותיי, let me just, uh, let me just mute you. Somebody's making scrambled eggs over here. We don't want to listen to that. I want to tell him, בונה פטית.
I don't think anywhere when it talks about Sekilah, <coughs> does it say, I'm honest, it sounds like the whole nation is going to stone the guy. The whole nation is going to stone the guy. So if you look at the Ramban over here, the Ramban says, Mot yumat pe'eben yirgimu oto, aval kan ne'emar ama'ares. Ela hiskir ama'ares lomar, shekol anshe ha'ares, kol Yisrael hayavim lehagdim velesaklo. Everybody has to stone this guy. Ki lechulam yazik, because he hurt everybody. Which means anybody that can pick up a rock sooner, and somebody might say, what's your business? What, what did he do to you? What did he do to me? This guy over here is going to the Shekinah to cleave Yisrael. So therefore, the, the Pasuk is saying over here, This guy, by doing this, he hurt the entire nation. He was Gorem Shekhinah to leave. And everybody suffered. This guy will be in Gainam. But he left us with the Shekhinah in, in, in Galut now. Now what do you want from us? So therefore we have to take our uh, 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 vengeance against this guy. And the whole nation has to stone him according to the Ramban. Unbelievable. I want to add, you know in the Kabbalah that we're learning, in, in, in the Sefarim that we learn from time to time, we know that the Shekhinah is referred to the Aris. Because it's the lowest it's the lowest place. The Shekhinah is on the Aris. So it could be that the Pasuk is giving a remis to this. The reason why he used Lashon Am Ha'aris, it's telling us because this guy affected the Aris. He affected the Shekhinah. So therefore it's hinting to us the, the Aris of it, which is a remis to the Shekhinah. Vilgemu Ba'aben. But then the Ramban, I will tell you, these, these are pieces, you know, we have to take really time to, to sit on these pieces uh, because there's so much uh, depth and there's actually a, a practical lesson. I know some of you are thinking, you know, Rabbi, we're not planning on killing our kids and sending them to the Molech. You know, we might send them to college, but we're not going to send them uh, to the Molech, which I'm not so sure if there's any difference. But the point is, what are you talking to us about Molech for? We're not... Uh... Well, look at the Ramban writes. You know, there's a famous... There's a famous Gemara in Berachot. We learned it a few times in the Daf. Over there, the Gemara is talking about uh, somebody that doesn't make a Berachah before he eats. So you remember that Gemara in the beginning of the sixth Perek? So the Gemara said that anybody that makes a beracha or anybody that's nehenem in olam hazeh belo beracha gozel le'abi ve'imo. So he's a thief. He steals from his father and he steals from his mother. Who's his father? His father is Akadosh Baruch Hu. I understand how he's stealing from a Kadosh Baruch Hu, because the Gemara quotes the Pasuk Lahashem Ha'aris. Umno'ah, God owns the world, property of God. 
property of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. So therefore, when a person makes uh, uh, eats a food without making a barakah, so you're a thief. I have no problem. Gozer Aviv. But the pasuk says, Gozer Aviv ve'imo. Who's imo? Who's his mother? So the Gemara says, imo zekeneset Israel. Oh, just like Nashi said over here, Mikdashi, Zukaneset Israel. That somehow when a person takes a piece of fruit and he doesn't make a beracha, he's stealing from Bnei Israel. What are you talking about? Stealing from Bnei Israel, from Knesset Israel? Listen, unless the guy went into somebody's backyard and stole a tomato, okay, you're stealing from Knesset, but that's not Knesset Israel, but that's stealing from Reuven. That's stealing from Mr. Israel. But the Gemara is saying, no, this is considered a general crime. When a guy eats without a beracha, you have now stolen from the Knesset Israel. So it says the Ramban. The Gemara concludes, He's friendly with the destructive man. And who's that destructive man? Yerovam ben Nebat that also brought so much damage to Bnei Yisrael. Now, I'm not arguing on that. I'm 100%, you know, I'm Ben Nevat, brought a lot of damage. But you're telling me that a guy that doesn't make a beracha, you're telling me that he's such a, a, a criminal that they put him in the in the ilk of, you know, I'm Ben Nevat. So he says, Ki hafetz b'tzirah, so he says an amazing Hindush. He says, what's the purpose of a Beracha? I always thought the purpose of a Beracha is, uh, you have to ask permission. Uh, you're taking it from God. You have to say, But actually, a beracha, according to the Ramban, is you're coming along and making a admission, and you're coming along to say, I'm well aware and I recognize what the source of the blessing is. Beracha, you're not blessing God. You're coming along and saying the source of the blessing, the source of all these things that we have in this world, where did it come from? From the Shekhinah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us all these things so we can come along and in turn realize where they came from. So when a person says, Baruch, Atta, it's you Hashem, you brought us this, this is from your Shefa. And the Ramban learns that when you come along and recognize this, so it brings more energy to the Shekhinah. We are able to generate energy to the Shekhinah by our mitzvot. So when a person comes to realization, Baruch, you're the source of all the blessings. Then the Shekhinah gets another energy. And the Shekhinah becomes more more, more, more stabilized in, the, in this earth. And then what happens when the Shekhinah becomes stabilized? It goes to Klai Yisrael. However, when a person eats without a Benachah, what is he doing? He's stealing that Shefa that comes down to the Shekhinah. Who suffers? The whole Klai Yisrael. You stole that Shefa, now the... I'll give you the Mashal that Rabbi Moshe Kordevera brings. The Ramak. He says, imagine you have 
<clears throat> a wellspring. A wellspring, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's springing water and a mayana mitkaber. And you want to look, where is this water coming from? You look underneath the ground and you see there's many 600,000 uh, little uh, 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 pipes. And each pipe, some bigger, some smaller, is funneling the water and it's coming all together and making the, uh, the water fall. Let's say somebody goes underground and shuts one of those little pipes. It's going to affect what's going on on top. It's going to affect the ma'ayan. So he says, when a Jew doesn't make a beracha, what happens? You're actually saying that this is not a product of the Shekinah. So you're cutting a pipe. The rest of the fountain that's going to Old Klaiser now becomes less. The surge is less. The, 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 the pressure of that Shekinah's energy is less. And therefore, forget about the stole from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Gozel Aviv. But Imol. Because Bore Olam gave us this world in order to recognize that it came from him. I'm quoting now, we don't have the time, Rabotai, these are very, very important points. Rabbeinu Yeruham, yeshiva guys that come from Yeruchim, we went to see his grave last year. He was the, uh, the Rosh Yeshiva in the, in the Mir Yeshiva, the Meshkiah in the Mir Yeshiva in, uh, in Mir, in Belarus, we were there last year. We went to his grave. We, we went to the yeshiva, actually. So he says, and I'm quoting on this parasha, on this parasha, he writes. Oh, so the Ramban's point is before I read the Ben Yiruham. That if a person doesn't make a baracha on a peri, that causes the shekhinah to leave. What's the biggest peri that a person has in his life? His fruit. Not his fruit, his tomato. His child. <laughs> peri bitna, the fruit of, his, of, his, of, his, of, his, of the womb. Forget about it. Not only is he not making a baracha on his child, but you're taking the peri bitna Kadosh baruch and you're burning it. You know what that does to the Shekinah? Instead of coming along and taking the kid and sending him to the yeshiva and sending him to learn, you come along and you, you, you waste the kid, you send him to the molech. So already that's gorim for the Shekinah to leave because the Ramban compares it to somebody that makes a, eats a fruit without a beracha. The punishment of making eating without a beracha. Ki hu mamash mazik umikalkel kol abiri'ah. He's making a kalkul to the whole creation. He says, ha'omnam, it's true. Ki gam bish'ar hata'im, also other sins. Hineket oshed yachid nogeya lahaklal. It's true. Even the sin of an individual affects the klal. Abala yachida moneya beracha. But when he doesn't make a beracha, he needs a hit me'etzem ha'klal. It's directly affecting klal. Mashkit me'etzem ha'mekor. He's actually going to the mekor, which is the shekhinah, and he's, he's clogging it up. V'gorem the shekhinah she'tastalek. Rabbi Yeruchim even was amazed by this, and he says, Nora le'mit'orer. This is fearful. This is Nora. Awesome, such an idea. When a person gives his son to the molech, God gave you something. God gave you beracha. 
פנים בטנו. ותחת לברך, instead of to bless God for it, הוא נותן למולך. הנה לכולם יזיק. That damages everybody. כי גורם לשכינה שתסתלק. And that's why it's Ama'aris. Abotai, the lesson for us is very great. I know some of you are saying, we'll never do this, Avera. But if you understand the reason behind this law, the reason behind this law is somebody's taking his child, and instead of recognizing that this pity has a potential And this peri over here is a result of the Shekhinah, of God's blessing. And the way you would realize that, you would return the child to God. You make a barakah on the child. How do you make a barakah on the child? You send him to the yeshiva. You give him an education. You give him the proper chinuch. You teach him the proper way. Somebody that does not give his child a Jewish or Torah education, that is like taking a fruit and not making a barakah on it. He's a hotel machati and he causes the Shekhinah to leave Israel. So when you have parents that are delinquent in making the Hanukkah of their children, that's the modern day Molech. They're throwing their kid into the fire, into the fire of American culture, into the fire of the society, in the, all the different uh, uh, you know, sub-cultures uh, uh, and the degeneracy that goes on in the world. When a, when a parent decides not to give his child a Torah education, he is making a decision, or she is making it to give them a different education. It's not like the kid's going to remain pav. Like we said, like the Nabi Ilya Mizrahi writes, there's no vacuum, something is going to fill in that space. And therefore the lesson is that we must make a beracha on the tomato, and we must make sure that we realize the potential of our children as well. And we don't come along and Hasbe Shalom, take these children from God and then send them to the modern day Molech. And God forbid they burn in the fires. And who suffers from this? The whole Klaiyasel suffers. Because when you have a nation of Ama'aris, when you have a nation now of ignoramuses that are running around, that don't know Torah, the whole community suffers, the whole nation suffers, because they go in the Shekhinah to leave Yisrael. And that's a, uh, that's a great, a great lesson over here. So it's true. If you want to learn like the Surah Mikdashi is the Beta Mikdash, fine. Uh, actually, I saw uh, brought down by one of the Hakamim uh, that said, maybe it was the Barbanel, that said, on the day that they used to bring their child into the Molech, after that they would go to the Beit HaMikdash. As if they were living in two worlds. They would do the Molech in the morning, then come to the Beit HaMikdash in the afternoon. So therefore, you come into the Beit HaMikdash, after you did that sin, you're coming into the temple, and he quoted a pasuk to prove it in, uh, in Yeshaya. But according to Rashi Kadosh. He's learning the pasuk. Go ask it. Go ask a, you know a trivia question. What does Mikdashi mean in the Parashat Kedushim? Mikdashi zu keneset Israel, because they are sanctified from God. And the explanation is that a sin that can cause Shekhinah to leave. And what's the sin that causes Shekhinah to leave? When you don't make the blessing on the peri, whether it's the peri that comes in the field 
or it's the pre-bitna, it's the same sin. Gozel, abib, ve'imo. And as a result of it, it's gorem neshkinashe testalek mi'israel. And that's a, that's a great lesson that we shouldn't, hazr shalom, be the cause of um, wasting or, or stealing. Stealing the potential away from our children by not educating them, giving them a chinuch. And as a result, we close those pipes under the ground and then the Shekhinah does not have the same uh, the same kohot as well. I wish uh, all our members a uh, Shabbat Shalom and the Bezad Hashem we should get the, uh, this Musar. And uh, you know, although we thought that the Molech has no modern day application, uh, based on these Rishonim, we see that uh, indeed it does. Okay, Adkan.